Um, well, it's Christmas time. <clears throat> Thanksgiving was Thursday, and it started Thursday night. Uh, the Christmas rush. It's a phrase that we just all use, and I tried to capture some pictures that just highlighted. I especially like Santa on the scooter. But it's a month of shopping lists and preparations, invitations, activities, events, parties, travel, concerts, school activities, buying, cooking, wrapping, making sure everyone has just the right gift and you haven't forgotten anyone. Uh, it's a busy time, and in this time, there's already tons of tips for the holidays. Every website, every talking head on TV, everywhere you read, there's different ideas to help you organize your tasks, to help you find the right recipes, ideas for decorating. Uh, Pinterest, I'm sure, is overflowing with pictures. And they'll always turn out just like that if you do it. And ways to stay to the budget and the perfect gifts for him and the perfect gifts for her. Well, I thought it might be interesting in sort of this bridge day between Thanksgiving and as Christmas season just kicks off to say, does God have some advice for us for the holidays? Some advice that might help us have a good month. I think so many people, by the end of Christmas, their attitude is, I need a whole year to recover and get ready before this happens again. And somehow, I think that probably wasn't God's original design when Jesus came to earth. That Christmas would become this stressful, almost negative month that's supposed to be a month of joy and family and good times. So what, what can we do to enjoy the holidays? And by that I mean really enjoy them. And what we want to do today is look at some really verses that probably won't be new to anybody in this room. Even however much you read your Bible. But I'm not sure they're verses we've always applied in December for this Christmas rush. And so I just want to throw out some verses like that and talk about them for just a little bit and see how they might apply even in December. The first verse that I thought was really relevant for us is actually some advice from Jesus. If you want over to turn over to Matthew 11, it really fits the month of December. He really makes an offer there if it applies to you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You may not feel that way now, but about December 23rd, you'll say, that's me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I've always been intrigued by those verses from Jesus. The first part is easy. We identify with that when our lives are overloaded, when we're feeling depleted, overwhelmed, surrounded by stress. 
But his offer that, his, that he wants to give us rest, that there is a path walking with him, because he says there is a yoke, uh, there is living life, but if we live life with him on his path, in his way, it's actually lighter. It's more restful. And so that became interesting to think about. If we live December with Jesus' way, his path, how he asks us to walk, might we actually have a more restful December? Might we have a more enjoyable holiday month? Might the Christmas rush be less stressful? Could we actually enjoy Christmas? Well, what would that be? What counsel could we find from Scripture? What advice from Jesus that might help us find that rest? A different kind of December. Well, the first step to doing that is really what Jesus says there right in the beginning of the passage we just read. He says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. There is a sense in which if God wants to help us through December and sort of navigate the month and all of the priorities and things that pull us, we have to come to him. If we want to find Jesus' rest, it starts with, come to me. Now that really shouldn't surprise us if you want my help, you need to give me a phone call. You need to stop by. I can't help you if we don't get in touch with each other. Why should we think it's any different from God? If he wants to give us rest, if he wants to help us take a deep breath in December, what is required of us is that we come to him, spend a little time with him. Now, for a lot of us, that's not something we always do in December, is it? We're so busy, it's almost like, God, it's this relay, I'm off, I'll see you on Christmas Eve, I'll be here for sure. And in between now and Christmas Eve, we are so busy with our running and our busyness, we never stop to touch base with him. And then we wonder why we don't have rest in the month of December. I thought it might be interesting to go back and look at something that we probably don't apply to December. And that's one of the Ten Commandments. It's way over in Exodus 20, 8 through 11. It's a word that we've come to say just means Sunday, which isn't actually what it means at all. And that's the concept of Sabbath. Now don't check out with me yet. Let's see how Sabbath could help in December. I want to read the passage from Exodus where God lays it out. 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. It's sacred. We're not going to walk away from it. We've given it to God. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. 
For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but, insert, even he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now I don't know if you understand, the Sabbath is actually not Sunday. It's dusk on Friday till dusk on Saturday. 24-hour period. But the concept isn't so much tied into the day as it is a regular time to stop and put our life on pause, not be so focused in our doing, and in the process spend some time with God. Reconnecting with Him, reflecting on Him, and in that process finding refreshment and rest as we spend some time with Him. Now, I realize when I throw out that idea of make sure you keep in touch with the Sabbath, in December, your first reaction is probably, you're kidding, right? I, my calendar is already booked for December, and how in the world am I going to do that? 30 days, I'll find rest. December 26th, I'll find rest. And isn't that what a lot of us do? It is after Christmas till we have to go back to work to January 2nd. That's rest. Unless that's when the relatives are coming. And then the rest is going to come January 3rd or whatever it is. But a Sabbath during December? But I want you to think about that. Even God didn't try to go 30 days without a Sabbath. Even God said, need a break here. And on the seventh day, he rested after six days. I say that a little facetiously, but at the same time, I think that should challenge us a little bit when we think we have the stamina, the focus, the energy, the emotion to go a 30-day marathon without taking a break and spending some time with God, not just a three-second prayer so he will help me, re-energize me for my marathon that I'm running. That's not a Sabbath. It is that time to take a breath and pause and reconnect with God. Now, I'm obviously heading in a place, I'm not just talking about make sure you're here in church the four Sundays of Advent. It's more that concept of Sabbath. Of stopping and pausing. Now, I, sorry, Kim will kill me. I hope you're here for the four Sundays of Advent. And I think we have some great things planned for those four Christmas Sundays. But Sabbath is more than that. Sabbath is that stopping and reconnecting with God. That pausing. That taking some time with Him. Can I throw out some ideas for taking the Sabbath in December? First of all, take some time to talk with him. Try it each day. Any day you can remember. Even a few minutes in the morning to just have a talk with God. About your day. About what's coming. You don't have to use this flowing spiritual speech. You don't have to talk about only subjects that you feel are godly, he knows your life. 
And like any parent, he's happy to just talk with you. And it's okay to talk with him about your day and your week and your month and how December's going and what you're facing. Talk with him about that. And even in the midst of the day, to stop briefly and have a quick discussion with him before you enter a tough situation or face something, whatever's going on, just stop and talk with him. You will find that concept of rest and perspective starts to come to you from him. It is that concept of Sabbath working. He is always there. That's why Jesus says, come to me, you will find rest for your soul. But we have to fit that in. Even if that means you put an alarm on your phone that goes off at a certain time to remind you to stop, take a break. And I know your first reaction will be, but I don't have time. But we both know we'll still get it all done. We do have time. The second thought I would suggest for you is open your Bible this month. If you're not in a regular Bible reading program, and that's fine, uh, there's some great ones just for December. I've mentioned this before in sermons, but if you've never gone to the website YouVersion, just the words Y-O-U and version, go check it out. Because one of the options there is they have a whole collection of reading lists. And in those reading lists, there are actually multiple Christmas reading lists. And so you can just, a few verses each day, and you end up reading all the Christmas story and some of the prophecies about Christmas. There's just some great resources that make it easy and and enjoyable for you to just go back into the Word through this month of December. It is also a wonderful gift in keeping December in perspective. Because we all struggle with that getting our focus sucked into buying and doing and all of that, and we forget the reason for the season. Touching base into the Word, a few verses, is great for that. There's some great books on Christmas. Little devotional reading books. Uh, One of my favorites is Cosmic Christmas. It's by Max Lucado. It's what everybody was talking about in heaven when Christmas was happening. God and the angels and Satan. Fascinating book. Easy read. It's about this size. It's my kind of book, about that size, and it's about 50 pages long. It's a great book. Helps you keep perspective in what God is doing. The other thing I'll mention for a Sabbath in December is make yourself stop every once in a while. Stop and Look at the stars. As you're running from your car to that store, first of all, park out a little bit, and hopefully there's not so much light pollution. Just look up to the heavens. And, and think for a moment. I wonder what it was like on Christmas Eve when the star of Bethlehem was there. Just reflect for a little bit. Those pauses help us reconnect with God. Watch the movie The Nativity. It's one of the great Christmas movies of dramatizing the birth of Jesus. We've got it in the library if you don't own it. 
You can check it out. Do some things like that. All of those help us reconnect with God, that Sabbath-type thing. Well, one of the next things that we need to talk about to enjoy the holidays, what do we do if life is not working? This is that situation where we're all aware of, but we don't know what to say. And we don't know what to do. But maybe it's not us, but we all know somebody for whom this isn't a good holiday season. Things happen in life that don't work, and it makes December painful. Because if your life isn't working, you watch all these people around, and they seem to be having so much joy, and there's no joy in your life. Our tendency at such times is to ignore God. To, in a sense, pull back from Him, either because we're hurt, or we're disappointed, or we're angry. Sometimes we feel like going to God is a waste of time, because He's sure not answering my prayers. I'm not even sure if He's listening. Well, if that's how December is for you this year, one of the things I want to reassure you with is that you're not alone. And you're not the only one in those shoes. One of the reasons I love the book of Psalms and why people for 2,000 years have loved the book of Psalms is it's so real. And here's what David, great King David, spiritual King David, This is what he wrote at one point in his life. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? He's not the only one who's felt that way in December. You may be there. But I want you to understand that you are not alone in that and it is part of that human experience as we live in a broken world and we live in imperfect lives. Sometimes life gets very tough and we want to pull back from God. What I want you to see is that God does love you. He does understand what you are facing. And He does care. Even if he doesn't take away that pain or fix it right now, that doesn't mean he doesn't care. In fact, what you need to remind yourself of and hold on to is that the very fact of Christmas is the ultimate statement from God to you of how much he does care. Because it is in Christmas that he says, because I care so much, I will leave heaven and leave my perfect existence and take on human form and come into your world so that I can be with you. Even to the point of dying for you. That's how much he cares. He may not take your burden away right now, but he says, I will help you carry it. I care that much. And the promise of Hebrews is God saying, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. 
And that is the promise you need to hold on to in a December that is not going to be your best. Because with that promise, there can be a peace and a sense of God's love that doesn't make logical sense. Because His his love and being with you is illogical. Be close to Him. That He can be close to you. Another perspective for those of us who maybe are not in a difficult time is a challenge to really love people. And what I want to do in these last two points is really take all we talked about in the last sermon series on being rich and apply it not just to money but about life in general and how to do it the right way. And to begin with, I would like to challenge us to just really love people. If we want to enjoy the holidays, that's the sermon title, if I want to enjoy the holidays, what do I do? I focus on loving people. Too often, if we're honest, doesn't Christmas become about me? What's my list? And my list gets longer and longer. Who's going to get me what? Where am I going to be happy? It's so easy for Christmas to become about me. What am I going to wear? How about this outfit? Is my wife finally going to get me what I want? Not what she thinks I should have? All of those kinds of thoughts and that focus, it just sort of it, it becomes inward. The challenge of Jesus is that if you want to find your life, lose it. And the secret of an enjoyable Christmas is to focus more of our energy on loving others instead of what are we going to get. It really works. Look at those around you in your life, the people that matter to you, and figure out how can I love them? What is that command of Jesus? The second greatest commandment, the first is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. But what is the number two most important thing? Love your neighbor as yourself. How would you like to be loved at Christmas? Do that for those around you. How can you show them love? Now, I'm asking you to take it up a notch here. I'm raising the bar. Because showing them love is not just a quick list and a checkbox and one of 20 boxes of chocolates. I want you to do better than that. Because it's easy to check off a box and buy a quick gift or a gift card and say, I'm done. But that isn't always exactly a truckload of love that's communicated. We all know how that works. Take it up a notch. Think about those people around you and say, how would they feel loved? What would matter to them? What would be a message to them that would really say, wow, they really care about me? What could you do in the sense of that special gift that you really do need to think about? What fits them? What would be special for them? Maybe it's not even a purchase. 
Maybe you make them something. Maybe it's a homemade gift card. Now what I mean by that is, do you realize for some people the most way you could make them feel loved is you give them a little homemade gift card that says, good for three cups of coffee together on days of your choosing. And you take them out for coffee and something to eat, a pastry. Maybe it's a free car wash when it's above 32 degrees. Maybe it's good for one day of fishing. And you give that to somebody. Maybe it's a day of babysitting. So you can just have a day to yourself. What could you do that would be special to them? Not what's convenient for me. Not what's the cheapest. Not what I can stop and get 30 at once and be done. Go to that higher level. Because what you're going to find is Jesus is right. In that process of thinking about them and caring for them and giving them that, you get blessed too. And your month of December is more fun. Because you're focusing on loving and caring and blessing others. And that crazy spiritual principle kicks in that you find your life. You find rest you're blessed as you turn around and love them. Then there's one more level I want to challenge you to go to. Do some acts of kindness. And what I mean by this is, as Jesus himself says, if we love those who love us, that's okay. But he says there is a higher level. And that is to love those who don't love us. And what I want to talk about in this point is just the sense of loving those for those, loving people that maybe we don't even know, but we love them anyway. Jesus laid out a huge challenge in Matthew 20. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We saw in Exodus that even God needed a Sabbath. And we see here Jesus saying, even I serve. And that is the greatest position to be, that of serving Practice some serving in December. Build that into your calendar. Go to feed my starving children and, and stuff meals. Go contact somebody and ring the bell for a kettle. Serve the needy in some way. Give gifts to those around you anonymously. I would say it's safe to say there is not one of us sitting in this room that doesn't know some people, either in church or our neighborhood or our circle of friends, who are in need this month. Whatever circumstances, they're in need. It may be financially, it may be physically, it could be emotionally. How could you love them? 
I'm not talking about my, your circle of friends in the last point. These may be people that you really, maybe only barely know their first name. Maybe you don't even know that much. Would it be getting them a Cub gift card and leaving it? Maybe with anonymously, without your name on it, that says, God wishes you a Merry Christmas this month. And you leave it on their desk. Or some other way that you show them love that will come nothing back to you. It is the lowest form of servanthood. And Jesus says that is the greatest point of servanthood. And what you will find is how blessed you are. And how you have a different perspective on December. As you focus on them and giving away. And in the process, your month becomes more enjoyable. I know some people hate all these pictures of Christmas. It's so perfect. But you know, Christmas really can be the most wonderful time of the year. But it's up to us to make it that way. And it's not about the rush, and it's not about the gifts. And it's not about the doing everything right and pleasing everybody. It's coming to God and staying connected with him and living our month loving people. Those we know and even those we don't know. Last year we had a Christmas challenge and this year we've redone it a little bit. And we'd like to give it to you again. We've made some copies in the back. They're on the information desk now. Uh, we'll, we'll email it out. It's just some things to do to help you enjoy Christmas and to bless others in the process. It includes what we did last year of a, a savings jar. And collecting our change and then on Christmas Eve bringing it and it's all going to go to orphans as a way to bless others but it's also the things we've talked about in here of of how can we make a gift how can we bless somebody around us all of them are steps that will help us when december's over and it's december 26 to say you know i think this is one of the best decembers ever because it was a december when it wasn't about me and it wasn't about pleasing everybody else it was about loving and God and what he's doing in December and what he did in December. And you'll find that God wants you to have the best Christmas ever as you go through December with him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for loving us as you did in December when you came to earth because we needed you. You came to be with us. Be with us each this December. Help us to be with you. And in the process to see this month from a whole different perspective. As we, like you, like Jesus, love others as we would love ourselves. In your son's name, amen.